You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know, every now and then, we need to be reminded that as Christians, we should always strive to live in excellence. I'm bringing this up today because, as usual, whenever I speak to you, It's probably what God has been dealing with me about all week. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. We need to demonstrate that in every area of our life. And we need to be enthusiastic about it. Really, enthusiasm comes from the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Greek word entheos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. The great writer Mark Twain's favorite character was Tom Sawyer. And there was this one story where Tom Sawyer was just a boy and was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't like it, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it so much. And when his friends came up, he started telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. Finally, he was so convincing how much fun it was, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all his friends paint his fence. You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early and finding ways to do the job better and going the extra mile with your duties. Some of you will say something like, well, hey, man, they they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, let me tell you something. They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like Daniel of old. The word says he was distinguished above presidents because... An excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit. You see, God expects excellence from us. He expects it. The Word says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that we will receive our inheritance. 
So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around, and all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. Listen, God's not expecting us to be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. It's just about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live excellent in and which to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a desire to be pleasing to God in everything that we do. When we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity, being generous, we're making a statement to the world that we are living for something greater, bigger, better than anything the world could ever offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation for everything. All of us have trials and times of testing in life. Coming up next, learn how God can meet your needs when you learn to trust Him with everything in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. I thought this was cute. This, is a, this was a, a little poem on a church sign that everybody could see as they drove by. As you pass this little church, be sure to stop and visit. So when at last you're carried in, God won't ask, who is it? You know, I want to encourage some people here today because it's becoming very clear that the recession that we've all been hearing about is starting to find its way even down here in Texas. I mean, we're all aware of some jobs that are being lost and some businesses that are not doing as well. They're suffering. And this is just one of those times that when we say we need to trust God, we're not kidding. 
Our needs are very real. And our needs need, and we, they need to be met. And when it's time for the offering each Sunday, like right now, we all know that it's meant to be a time to show our thanks to God for what we have and for us to show some discipline in our giving. But to be honest, in times like these, offering time can also remind us of what we can't do and of what we don't have and of the financial stress that we might be going through. Well, when that happens, we have to turn the tables on that line of thinking, and I'll tell you why. Because it can rob us of the joy that we receive from honoring God in our giving. You see, what we can't give and what we don't have doesn't have any bearing on our ability to be blessed from what we can give and what we do have. Did you get that? I'll tell you again. I'm going to do it anyway. What we can't give and what we don't have doesn't have any bearing on our ability to be blessed from what we can give from what we do have. And sometimes it even takes faith to do that. But you know what? That's the way it's supposed to be. So you should never get discouraged at offering time. Because it's meant to be a time to worship God no matter what financial condition you're in. In fact, it's a great time to stand on God's promises and trust Him for the financial provision in your life. And I'm talking about promises like this. When the Apostle Paul was encouraging the Philippians, this is what he said, My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious Riches in Christ Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but I think that's a fantastic promise. It says God will meet your needs. Not maybe. Not if. It says it will meet all of your needs. Not some of them, but all of them. Then it says according to his glorious riches. You see, God's not just rich. He's gloriously rich rich. He has endless, unlimited resources for you. So how are we supposed to react when we hear one of God's promises like that, but we're just hanging on financially? Are we doing something wrong? Do we not really understand God's message? Well, the answer, of course, is no. You're not being punished. You're just being tested. And you can believe that God's promises will always stand, especially when you stand on them. And I've heard it explained this way. With every promise, there's a premise. When God makes a promise, he's saying, I'll do, always do my part if you will do yours. So here's a few simple principles to live by so that God can meet all your needs. Here's the first one. Pray before you pay. We need to acknowledge that all our resources come from God and we need to ask God to get involved in all of our financial decisions. That includes our buying decisions, large and small. The Word says you should ask and you shall receive and your joy will be complete. The second principle is when you have a need, plant a seed. You know, it doesn't sound logical to our human nature, 
to give at the very time that you have a need. That's why it requires faith to do it. But God says this, my ways are not your ways. So when you give during your time of need, you exercise that faith. You unleash God's blessings on your life. And the last principle is this. Trust is a must. We have to trust God in everything, including our finances. God knows that doesn't come easy for most of us. But God wants us to trust Him and not even worry or be anxious about money. Because when we worry about everything, what we're really saying is, it all depends on me. And that's actually displeasing to God. So the more that we trust Him with everything in our life, the more He can meet our need. So you know, it's not unusual for us to have problems, and it's especially normal for us to have financial problems. But God has a purpose behind every problem. And one of them, and the most important one, is for us to learn to trust Him. We can't let financial problems get us down. We have to keep, pl we have to keep praying. We have to keep planting seeds. And above all, we have to keep trusting God because He's promised He'll take care of us. So I don't know what you're going through today, but God knows. And He's willing and He's able. <laughs> to meet all your needs. You just, want, you just need to remember this, this last thing. What the Lord said. He said, in this world, you'll have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? Coming up, learn how facing financial struggles is part of the journey God has put us on. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Buy Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim at Batteries Plus Bulbs Outlets and hardware stores everywhere and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. According to the New York Times, the Verizon company will receive over a billion dollars of bailout stimulus money to bring uh, fast internet service to low-income areas around the country so soon people will be able to go online and see that they have no money in the bank at, six, at 768 kilobits per second. <laughs> I think it's great that how they're using all that money. You know, I've been a part of the tithes and offering time of the service for several years now, and by now, you know that I don't always talk about tithing and giving or money issues. 
Many times I'm just hoping to bring an encouraging word to some of you. But this morning I want to remind us that this part of the service is very meaningful. Because it's not only a biblical directive for us to tithe and to give, but tithing and giving is something we all need to do. We need to do it for ourselves and for our own spiritual growth. And we especially need to give in difficult times. Let's talk about tithing for a second. Tithing, or giving 10% of our income, really isn't giving the same way. Tithing is an act of obedience. And it's important to God that we do it. And when we do it, we're acknowledging that everything we have belongs to God. And that's a good enough reason we should tithe. But the reason we need to tithe, say with me, need to tithe. tithe. The reason we need to tithe is because when we tithe, the remaining 90% of what we have is blessed. So while tithing is expected, it's also respected. But giving is also an important part of our life and is very important to God. Did you know that there are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that reference money or possessions? In contrast, there are about 500 verses about faith and about 500 verses about prayer. And of the 38 parables that Jesus used, 16 of them had to do with money. In the Bible, the word give is used 2,285 times. That sounds like a lot. The word love appears 733 times. The message here is that what we do with and how we handle our money is a big deal in developing our relationship with the Lord. You see, God uses money to test us. And hear this, amazingly, He allows us to use money to test Him. One of the reasons we need to give, say we need to give, well, that was, that was really enthusiastic. <laughs> say with me, we need to give. Is because giving keeps our heart in the right place. What we give to defines our, our priorities. The Word says where our treasure is, our hearts will follow. And there is nothing better to defeat materialism in our life than giving. Giving affirms that old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. Another reason we need to give, say we need to give. give. That's better, thank you. We need to give simply to benefit other people. Since the beginning of time, there has always been those who are in great need. And the Lord made it clear that the church, that's us, are supposed to help them. We're not to share the gospel with them and just stop. We're to love them. And we're to share with them in tangible ways. The old saying is that you can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. We also need to give. So we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly into our own life. Let me say that again. We need to give so we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly in our own lives. The word says, give, and it will be given to you in good measure. 
pressed down, shaken together, and running over and pouring over into your lap. We need to give so we can experience that in our own life. And finally, we need to give. Because giving glorifies God. You see, giving really is an act of worship. Just like praising Him is. The Word says it's more blessed to give than receive. And giving is a way that we can tangibly show our gratitude for all that He has already given us. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? I mean, we didn't have to try and make ends meet, have to provide all the needs for our families. I mean, I know we feel that way. But you see, that struggle, that challenge to meet all the demands of the day is part of the journey that God has put us on. And when we labor in the field and earn our wage and are still faithful, in spite of our financial struggles, He places in our hearts the desire to give what we can, knowing that it takes faith to do it. And that's when something special happens. That's when we go, grow stronger in the Lord. That's when His principles about money and prosperity are activated in our lives. And that's why we need to give. So giving is important. And we need to do it well. The Apostle Paul said this, See that you excel in this grace of giving. Now I happen to know, in case you don't, that Bethesda has always been a generous and giving place. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.